up everybody welcome back to my podcast thank you so much for deciding to spend the next couple minutes here with me we are already on episode three can you believe it this is still surreal to me i'm like i can't believe i'm actually doing a podcast like on a schedule too what this is crazy absolutely crazy but that's besides the point. The point is, thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. And I'm so excited to talk today and for us to have a conversation. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. Today, I've got a really not so fun topic, but like in the best way. I did share a little bit before, I think on like my first episode about how I had struggled with some disappointment um, the past couple of years. And then out of that, obviously, it didn't just stop at disappointment, but a lot of things stem from that. And one of them being, it was really hard for me to recognize the goodness of God. So a couple months ago, he gave me this crazy revelation. So really that's what I'm going to be talking about today is not just like God is good, but like his motives are good. And we're specifically going to be talking about acknowledging and truly believing he's good even when we don't feel good and things around us that are happening are not good. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm really excited. And I'm excited because I think that's something that we don't like to admit is that we don't always feel like God is good. Because it's like, we know that we know it in our mind, right? We know that like, okay, well, the God I serve is a good God. But it's like, what do we do? And we don't actually believe that and we feel a lot of shame around that. So I just kind of want to talk about it and bring it into the light and maybe shift some perspectives. Um, If that sounds like something you want to hear, then oh my gosh, you're in the right place. Just keep listening. We are going to be out of here today under 30 minutes. I can promise you that. Um, If you stuck around for all of last week's episode, what a trooper you are. Thank you so much. It was a little bit of a longer one, but it was so good, wasn't it? It was so, so good. But today it's going to be also good and it's going to be shorter. Okay. Okay. I also switched up my setup today a little bit. This is like completely off topic, but I just figured <laughs> while I have the mic, <laughs> let me share that with you. Um, I normally like sit at my desk and have my mic on a stand, but I was like, I don't know. Today, I just feel like sitting on the floor. <laughs> Gosh, this is the third time I've talked about sitting on the floor. But today I was like, I just kind of want to sit on the floor and I just want to be a lot more chill and I want to, I'm sitting right in front of my window. And I'm just sitting and I feel like it just honestly puts my mind in a different place too. So yeah, in case you were wondering, Michaela, what does your setup look like? Um, Well, it looks like me sitting on the floor with my computer on a little step stool thing and me holding my mic. That's what it looks like. I'm really glad that you now know that. Okay, so before we fully dive into what I want to talk about today, I just want to give a little bit of context of like who I am for those of you who like don't know me maybe as personally. So for any of you who like know of the Enneagram, if this means anything to anybody, I am a type seven. So my personality, I am like pretty extroverted and I just love always having things to do. And like, I really just want to like live life to the fullest and FOMO is a huge thing for me. It's like one of my biggest fears in life is just missing out on things. That's why I can't say no a lot of times when people are like making plans. And even if I'm tired, I'm like, "Mm, okay, I'm gonna go anyway, because I have huge FOMO and I don't want to miss out on anything. So I'm like, you know, life is happening and life is but a vapor. And I just don't want to miss any of it. That's just who I am. Like, I don't want to miss out on anything. And I want everything to be the best of the best. And my biggest fear in life is having, is being stuck in something that I absolutely hate and not feeling fulfilled and like not feeling happy and like it's a bad situation like that is a huge that's like my biggest driving fear in life is being stuck in something that is not 
fulfilling. It doesn't make me feel good. So bash is my personality. That's me. I just want things to be like the best that they absolutely can be. And that's why I like to go and experience things because I'm like, I don't want to miss out on anything. So that is important that you know that because maybe some of you can relate and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm the same way. But maybe some of you are like, that is not me. Like I'm introverted. Um, I like to stay home. Like I don't mind missing out on things. And guess what? That's totally fine too. We love that for you. That's just not me. I need to do things. That's why that's one of the big reasons why I love Dallas so much was because there was so so much to do and just a variety of things to do. I was like I could be here for 10 years and like not have even touched the surface of things to do. So anyway, that's just kind of me. That's what I love and that's who I am. So you might have been like, okay, well, why is that important? Let me tell you what's important because a little bit ago, I think this was back in March, I was going through something. Honestly, I don't even fully remember what at the time, but I was going through it and things were not going my way and I really just felt disappointed again. And then I was like, okay, well, I know that like the Lord has brought me through this disappointment. So like, let's go deeper. Let's go into the root of it. And I was like, I just, I think the verses were coming up it's so funny because he I told you this but he always ties things in together so I had all these different verses just coming up about his goodness and I was like okay I know like I I know I I read my bible and I talk to Jesus and like I know his character and I know that he is good but I'm like how is he working all things for my good the bible says in psalms 84 verse 11 that he withholds no good thing so i'm like okay well he's withholding no good thing but this doesn't feel good like i'm in a really tough spot right now and this this is not good i don't feel good i feel burnt out i feel exhausted i feel like honestly things are being withheld from me like i feel like i'm missing out on something so this doesn't feel good so i'm like how like I know okay so I know the truth the truth is that he withholds no good thing but I'm like if I'm being honest I'm really having a really hard time believing that and accepting that as truth and like the thing is I've seen like I've read those verses but I've also seen it in my life like I've seen firsthand time after time where he's worked everything out for my good and obviously there were moments in the past and it didn't feel good in the moment and then now I could look back on all those and be like wow thank you God that didn't work out like that was good but it's really hard to recognize that in the moment so here I was again in the same place of like okay well God I know in the past like you've worked all things out for my good but it's almost like a small part of me thought that maybe he changed his mind and maybe he changed his motives and you would think that after experiencing his goodness that when I'm in the midst of something really hard I can hold on to the hope that like it's all gonna be it's all gonna like work out for my good but it comes as a thought like that thought does cross my mind but I don't receive that in truth so then I still worry and I'm still like nervous that I'm like is this really all gonna work out for my good because what if it doesn't what if this time with me being so conflicted and confused and not knowing what to do and what decision to make what if this doesn't work out for my good what if I do make the wrong decision and I end up doing something I absolutely hate doing and my worst fear comes to life is that I'm trapped in something and I'm not fulfilled because I'm like that wouldn't be good so he gave me this like revelation so as I'm praying about this because I'm like Lord I know that you are good and you have been good to me and I know that your word says like you will continue to be good but this doesn't feel good and I think what I realized is that sometimes my definition of good and his definition did not match up they weren't the same I was thinking of goodness as one thing and I was limiting his goodness to what I could imagine and what I could picture but thank God that his goodness is not limited to my expectation and my imagination thank 
God, because then I would be settling. So I have to trust that like it is going to work out for my good. That like if I'm walking with him, then the only option is for everything to work out for my good, because goodness is literally it's, it's who he is. Just like we say God is love and like God is good. He completely embodies it. Like that is, he is nothing other than good. Like it would be out of his character to be anything other than that. And goodness knows it's meaning because of God. Like God was the one who gave goodness meaning. You tracking with me? I hope that made sense to you. So I say that and I'm like reminding myself of that. And I'm like asking the Holy Spirit to remind me of truth, even though I'm like not feeling good. But I'm like, I know he's good, but like, I don't really like feel good. And I'm like, I don't know. This could like not work out for my good. And I'm reminding myself all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. But okay, the problem is I still don't feel good. I still feel like, what if this doesn't work out for my good? So I'm like, okay, well, I know that however this results in his eyes it will be good but what if in my eyes it isn't but he hit me with this revelation that we like to know the outcome first so we can determine if it's good almost like well if I know the outcome and then I think it's good then like okay then we can move forward in this almost like we have the power which is like so funny <laughs> it's literally so funny because like whether you like it and approve of it or not like his will is more powerful than your approval but like thank god Again, thank God, because he can see the future and I can't. So if I knew the outcome, I might think, well, no, that's not good. That what I wanted was better. But really what I wanted might have actually hurt me. And this is so funny. God is so funny. I said this the other day, too. I was like, my life would be so boring without God, because like, honestly, he just like he is so funny. And it's just it's just life is so fun with him. Anyway, that's that's the point. What's really funny is that so recently I've been trying to get back into running and I go through these phases where like I love it and then I like don't run anymore and then I go back to running so that's kind of where I'm at right now I recently started running again and a while ago I got these really good running shoes like they were rated really well and people were like hyping them up and I they're like really really pretty too so I was like okay yeah I'll get them and they were not cheap either but I was like okay they're good running shoes and I knew a little bit ago that they were hurting me. But I was like, no, there's probably something wrong with like me or like, I don't know, maybe I like pulled something or whatever. So I hadn't worn them for a while. And then recently when I started running again, I was like, okay, well, let me wear them again. And I was in so much pain, like so much pain that I was like, I know running doesn't feel great, but it shouldn't hurt this bad (laughs) this soon. Like there's definitely something wrong, but I'm like, wow, he really tied that in because what I did was like, well, these are good. These are good shoes. Let me buy them. So I bought them. And what I thought was for my good was actually hurting me. It was actually hurting me. So instead I should have gone somewhere and then had them specifically tell me, oh, well, because of how you're made, this is actually the shoe that's right for you. And it might not look as pretty as the other ones, but like you're actually going to be in a lot less pain if you go with these ones that were custom made for you. And I was like, Lord, you're so funny how you tie that in. That is so creative of you. But like, isn't that so true that like what I see and I think, oh, well, this is good let me just buy it. He's like, if you would actually just like wait a little bit and maybe not do what everybody else is telling you is like good and fulfilling and you would just like go and wait for what I specifically have for you, I can assure you that it's going to be so much better. And it's actually not going to cause you pain, but it's going to be supportive for you. And it actually is going to be for your good. I told you that a couple of different verses were like popping up as all this was happening. And 
I think it's so cool that we aren't reassured of his goodness in the Bible just once. Like it wasn't just once that he reassured us. It was several times. It was several times to me, even through this past month. And I'm like, I know that there's so many other verses in here where we are reassured of his goodness that I like haven't even seen or the ones that haven't come to mind. But I'm like, it's almost like, it's almost like, because it is like, he knows, he knows that yeah, you are going to face some really challenging times and you're going to question because I know you're human. I know that you're not perfect. And I know that sometimes you mess up and you forget what I've done for you, but it's okay because I have grace for you. Um, And I know that and I have mercy, but I'm also going to help you. I'm also going to remind you several times about my goodness. And there's this verse, um, it's a very common verse. It's in Romans chapter eight, it's in verse 28. So it says, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good for we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. Wow, that is so good. I think one that word convinced. So we are convinced that every detail is continually woven together for our good. Continually just like honestly shut down the lie for me that like, okay, well maybe he's, you know, he was good before, but like, what if he doesn't like want to do that anymore for me? Like, what if he doesn't want to like be exceedingly and abundantly anymore, you know? But it says continually woven together for our good. And I think also that part convinced. So we are convinced that every detail, that is such a good word. We are, so we are convinced. It's like convinced means you're sure of it. You're sure of it. And I think that that is a verse that you need to speak over your situation when you don't feel it, when you're actually questioning, I think you need to speak truth. And this is the truth. The truth is that no matter if I feel like this is going to work out for my good or not, the truth of the fact is that it is. So if I'm saying I'm convinced, I'm speaking it over my life. I'm speaking into existence that I am going to come into agreement with the truth that he only works things for my good. Last year, something that my friend Alyssa kept reminding me of as I was walking through kind of the season of disappointment was that he withholds no good thing and it says it it that's backed up that's bible it literally says it psalms 34 here I'm giving you another scripture just in case you're like that's not true (laughs) it is let me read it um it says in verse 10 even the strong and the wealthy grow weak and hungry but those who passionately pursue the lord will never lack any good thing there it is it's right there and in that same book In Psalms chapter 84, so 34 was the first one. Again, it said again in verse 84, verse 11, no good thing he will withhold from those who walk uprightly. Like that's literally in the same book. Like David is trying to get us to understand that he is not withholding any good thing from us. So if we feel like something's being withheld from us, one, that thing's either not good for us or it's coming. So it's either that thing's never going to be good for you or that thing's not good for you now and things have to mature in you before I can give you that and it be good. I mean, we hear it all the time, like a good thing in a bad place isn't really good at all. So anyway, so that was something that my roommate kept reminding me of last year is that like he's not withholding any good thing and it's so true. He's not withholding it. His goodness is actually something that he wants for us. It's like running after us. It's running after us. And if I was being honest, I was like, Lord, I know that you say like, I withhold no good thing, but it feels like I'm not good enough and or I'm too broken. And that's why I'm not ready for this good thing. Because like I said before, because I'm like, okay, so you withhold no good thing. So if I don't have something, it's not for my good. Well, that's probably because there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me where that's not for my good. I'm either too broken or 
I messed up or I'm not good enough. And that's why I can't have that good thing. And that's just not true. It's not true. Because as I'm going down this thought process of like, well, I'm just like not good enough for that good thing, I guess. Like, you know, I guess I just have to like perform better or do better. Um, so God can feel like he could trust me with that. He, he reminded me like, have I not made you whole? Like has the blood not made you whole? So no, like you're not too broken for it. You're not too broken where I wouldn't give you these good things. Or I'm not holding or I'm holding these things out on you because there's something wrong with you. Like, no, he looks at me and he sees completion. He looks at me and he doesn't see brokenness. He doesn't see not good enough. He looks at me and he sees the blood of Jesus, which paid for everything. So it's not that I'm too broken for it. It's that he's providential and he could see what I can't. He can see what I can't. So he could see that like the thing that you might think is good, that's actually going to hurt that. And because I love you so much, I don't want that thing in your life. I don't want that to hurt you because ultimately you're praying like, God, you know, just like bless me and keep me safe. And we're saying that and he is behind the scenes like he is and he's blessing us and he's setting up this incredible future. But we're like, well, Lord, what the heck? I thought it was you were going to give me this. And I thought that this was going to happen. He's like, well, you prayed that like I'd watch over and I'd be like provident over your life. So I am. But me taking these things out or not giving you these things that you think you want, that is actually me answering your prayer. So what do you want? Do you want me to bless you and prosper and keep me safe or do you want me to just give you what you want because then we treat God like a genie and then again it comes completely transactional and this was something that when I was living in Dallas and going through this and dealing with this disappointment because I felt like you know there, there are these good things that I'm lacking and there's something wrong with me and I was viewing my relationship with God based off of what that what he was gonna do for me or have for me I realized that like if he never did another thing for me like if he never did another thing for me if he never gave me anything else he's still good he's still good and he's still good good enough for me to devote the rest of my life to him. Why? Because of what he did on the cross. Like, I think we see that sometimes is the bare minimum. I think that's how we treat it was like, well, that was the bare minimum. It's because we've never lived a life pre-cross, pre the crucifixion. Like we, anybody right now listening to me, me personally, we have never lived a life that wasn't after Jesus. Like we've never lived a life without the Holy Spirit. So that's all we know. And thank God that in itself is a blessing. Thank God. I'm so grateful that I have the Holy Spirit, but it's, it's like, we forget that. And like, then treat the death of Jesus kind of like the bare minimum. Well, like he died for me. Okay, but what else can you give me? And it's like, no, 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 no. Back up. He doesn't have to give you anything else. He didn't even have to do that in the first place. And he did it. So Lord, even if you never gave me anything else, oh my gosh, that in itself is enough for me to devote the rest of my life to you. And just thank you for taking my place. Thank you for taking what I deserved. Like that should have been me. And you took that. And now I'm expecting more like, oh my gosh, that is so selfish of me. But also the so sweet thing about God is that he doesn't stop there. He didn't stop at the cross and he wants to prosper you and he wants to tell your heart what it desires and he wants you to be full of joy and he wants you to be in community and he doesn't want to see you upset and he doesn't want to see you hurt and questioning and he wants to give you good gifts because that's who he is. But let us rest in that, that like even if he doesn't, he's still good. He's still good. So I'm going to start wrapping up here. But there's just one more thing I really quickly want to talk about. Another verse for you that proves his goodness. It's, um, it's in Psalms, again, 
chapter 23, verse 6, and it says, Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And you might have heard that before. Maybe you haven't. It's totally fine. Um, But you might have heard that before and you're like, wow, amen. That is so good. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days in my life. But let's like put emphasis on follow me. In order for something to follow you, you have to already be in motion. So by David saying it follows him, it implies that he's already walking. He's not saying, God, show me you're going to be good and show me what you're going to do so I could decide if it's going to be good and then I'll take the step. David's already walking. He needs trusting that God is good and the goodness and the mercy and the love, they're coming too. But he's already in motion. And that hit me. I was like, that is so good. Because how many of us, sometimes we don't want to like, do that we're like well I don't want to go into this if I don't know I don't know this is going to be good I'm calling myself out right now well Lord I don't know what if I end up doing something and it's not good and I like hate it and I'm like so miserable and he's like just start walking because I already told you the goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life (laughs) that's so funny it doesn't say goodness and mercy will follow you Monday through Wednesday goodness and mercy will follow you um, the Monday after, if you, as long as you go to church. Nope, it doesn't say that. It says, goodness and mercy and unfeeling love shall follow me all the days of my life. All of the days of my life. They're going to follow me. So we've got to be in motion, okay? So here's what I have to say to wrap it all up. I know. I know that I'm saying all this and you're possibly going through something and you're like, okay, Michaela, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you remind me that like what the Lord said about his goodness and that is following me and he's not withholding any good thing. Like he really does have good plans for me, but this does not feel good. Like I'm kind of doubting if that's true. Like, I don't know if he has that for me. Well, let me tell you, you're not exempt from that. You're not exempt from that. He has that for you. He has that for me. He has that for everybody. Your doubt isn't throwing him off, but he's actually inviting you in. He's saying, I know, I know that you're, you might be doubting that. Okay. And you might not believe that for yourself, but let me remind you that that is actually what I have for you and you will see it. So I would say one, tell somebody, tell somebody who can encourage you and speak truth over your life. Okay. Also you can ask the Holy Spirit to remind you, remind, I have to ask all the time because I'm like, I know Like, I know God and I know he's good and I know his character, but I forget a lot of the times when I'm going through the thick of things and I'm like, okay, I know this is what the Bible says, but I don't feel that. I have to be like, Holy Spirit, remind me of the truth because right now I feel like I'm blinded because all I can see is my circumstance and how this is not good. So remind me of the truth. Remind me of the truth. So I would say do that. And lastly, you could also pray that he would align your definition of goodness with his because I think our definition can sometimes be tainted by maybe what we see on social media and we think is good or ideas or expectations we put in our head and I would say pray if you're serious about it and you're like I really want to like walk and have that goodness that he's talking about and that he has for me ask him to align your definitions of goodness like Lord show me what goodness is to you anyway okay I feel like I got a little passionate with that one I feel like I don't know that was just something that I really wanted to talk about and share with you. Cause it was something that was so hard and like so heavy on my heart. I was like, I don't feel 
god i know you say you're good but like i don't feel like this is good so like how and we go down that rabbit hole how can a good god a god who's only good how can he put me in a place where i don't feel good so i just wanted to share it and hopefully shed some light on somebody else's situation and i also want to say i don't share these things i don't share these like real feels to have you sit in that and be like okay well it's normal somebody else is talking about somebody else feels it too so it's okay to just sit here and stay no I want you to feel seen 100% that you're not alone in that and you're not crazy and there's not something wrong with you that you're feeling that way I want you to feel that that you're not alone but I also want it to be like a door that opens for you of like, oh, I'm not crazy and I can move forward and I can, because I've laid this down and acknowledged this, I can move forward and walk in the actual truth. So that's always my heart behind it. In case you didn't know, now you know, you're seen and you're not crazy and there's not, it's not like there's something wrong with you and that you're too far gone for God to like give you good things and, or, or for God to be good to you and kind to you and love you. No, you're not too far gone. You're still within his reach he's not surprised by it but he wants a better life for you he wants you to see life and goodness how he sees it okay okay i think that's all i really have today i'm really excited for the next episode because i'm not gonna give you too much information but i am gonna have a special guest and i'm so flipping excited somebody very 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 important to me possibly one of my favorite humans on the whole earth I don't know, I guess you'll just wait up to see, but I'm so excited. I'm so stoked. So definitely come back for that because you're going to love it. I'm just, I'm already telling you like, you're going to love it. It's going to be so good. But until then, I love y'all so much and stay blessed. Bye.